0: i don't know where i I believe in you
1: carly (laughs) teens
0: teacher for some reason that is really hard teens teacher i'm so sorry about that i I
1: gave i gave you that one on purpose because i would have messed
0: that up welcome to
1: the teen life podcast where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved We're here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, This is Chris Roby, and over across from me is Carly Duke. Hey, guys. And today we're going to talk about something that actually uh, I've had some friends talk to me. I'm I'm getting to the age, Carly, that I've got friends who have middle schoolers. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not too (laughs) far behind. But um, yeah, my friends have middle schoolers and they're asking me questions because apparently I have a podcast that talks about teenagers.
0: You are the expert.
1: Yes, I'm, a, I'm the expert, yeah. And so um, so I, of course, scrambled and <laughs> trying to figure this out. Like I don't always have all these answers. But this idea of this transition to middle school, we talked about it a little bit last week with uh, fall sports and all that kind of stuff. But this transition from elementary to middle school uh, is a really tough one. Yeah, it is. Um, and you, uh, matter of fact, uh, at Teen Life we get requests for groups uh, in the fifth and sixth grade year a lot. Um, and technically we don't always work with fifth graders, but um, that there's something about those years and then that ninth grade year where you'll hear a lot of, of just, we need help, we mm-hmm. need help. And really what people are saying is we're transitioning and it's really difficult. And so we want to talk about this idea of the middle school or coming from from elementary into uh, middle and some of the the challenges with that and maybe how we can be uh, better helpers with that transition.
0: Exactly. So I was doing a little bit of research and came across executive functioning skills. Sounds very fancy. It does sound very fancy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give a definition because when I first heard that, I was like, I don't know if I know what that means. But that is executive functions are the group of complex mental processes that control the skills such as organizing, remembering details, managing time, solving problems that are required for goal-directed behavior.
1: Can I point something out real quick before we move on?
0: Yes, please. Maybe. So,
1: Carly just read off the Merriam-Webster definition of executive functioning, and that sounds very much like a middle school paper. Miriam Wester defines executive function as <laughs>
0: exactly. That's what I'm here. For.
1: Very on brand. I like that.
0: But the, <laughs> thank you, Chris. the reason this is so important for middle schoolers is all of these skills, like like I said, organizing, remembering, managing time. you you have a many students who are going from they are in the same class all day, maybe two or three classes, to every subject is a different teacher. Mm-hmm. It's in a different room. They have to remember schedules. They might be juggling sports. These skills are so important. Mm-hmm. And so we just wanted to talk a little bit about how we can encourage teens to develop these executive functioning skills.
1: I'd also say too, this all kind of happens at once, it seems like. Like where it's mm-hmm. not like we kind of kind of gradually step up to all these things coming at once, but it's it's you go from being in one classroom to all this stuff. And it can be really jarring, um, and I think the sooner we can uh, incorporate some of these executive functioning skills um, and model those at home, the better off your student is going to be. So, Carla, what are some uh, what are some executive functioning skills we could help our students with?
0: So, first of all, I think making a schedule at home helps. Mm-hmm. So, if they know when they get home, this is what I do. Maybe it's right when we get home, we do homework so mm-hmm. that we get that out of the way, and then we do dinner and then they have time, a certain amount of time before bed where they can do whatever they want. And then bed is at the same time. For especially your younger middle schoolers, for them to know here's what's coming next helps organize their brain, which then will translate into the school day as well. Mm-hmm. And so that one's big.
1: Yeah, so coming from a, a highly organized school day to a completely disorganized, chaotic mm-hmm. home might be really jarring. Yes. And we don't think about that much. You know, we, we take that for granted. Maybe we think maybe they don't need that. Um, But having at least some skeleton of a schedule where we kind of know what's next probably would offer, probably would lessen anxiety a little bit for an adolescent coming up from a highly structured environment.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to have every single minute detailed, but if you just have a general, we do this, then this, then this, you Mm -hmm. don't have to have timings down, but that just kind of helps them get in a routine and know what's coming. And I would
1: expect a little bit of resistance to start with on that, Mm -hmm. you know, with coming home, like, no, I don't want to do anything. I've been on a schedule all day, but secretly it is probably very comforting
0: yes getting organized is another help them come up with a system that works for them and this is key because just because a system works for you you might be I write everything down Mm -hmm. I have to write stuff down but that doesn't mean that that would be best for my child Mm -hmm. and so come up with something that's good for them maybe it's planners maybe it's they have a folder for every class maybe they have a binder for every class but make sure that they know here's where my stuff is Here's all the important things I need to know, here's where I'm going to keep track of what homework is due and in what class, help them. So you don't as a parent, you don't need to be the one saying, hey, don't forget you have this every Uh single day Uh for every single class. Now that might have to happen more at the beginning, but ideally give them a system that works for them where they can keep track of that stuff moving forward.
1: And there's there are great solutions out there that businesses use that the free version would probably work just fine mm-hmm. for your kid. Like at, at Teen Life, we use Asana for everything. I'm looking at Asana right now for our stuff, but it's task management. So just something really, really simple where you don't have to make it too hard where they just type it in and it's there and you share it. And
0: have them put it in their calendar mm-hmm, on their phone. Mm-hmm. Or just when something's due, they're going to put that in. Uh-huh. What's due and when. Uh-huh. Just something to keep track of. Um, another thing is give them options. And so like I said, you want to guide them but not make every decision for them. So just in general, when they come home, hey, do you want to do this or this? Uh-huh. Give them options at home in life. We talk about this in our groups all the time. Uh-huh. Anytime we can give a student an option instead of just saying, here's what we're going to do. Even if it's something simple like if we're going through an activity Hey, which one do I want to talk about first? Mm -hmm. That's an option. Mm -hmm. So think of ways throughout your day and at home that you can give them options where they can kind of take back some of that autonomy.
1: Yeah. I mean, even even before dinner, like, hey, what's you know, we have a we need to get our homework done. So I'm gonna make that choice. But on the next block of time, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. You know? And so where the important stuff does get done at the right time, but that there's still agency before dinner uh, would be really, really helpful. Scaling back check-ins. So, so the younger they are, we want to check in more. How you know? Where are we on this? Where are we on that? But the older they older they get, the more tedious that becomes for the adolescent, right? They 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 feel like they maybe have the squared away a little bit more than we think, and so be able to maybe co- co- come back from weekly or start from daily to to weekly mm-hmm. where we're checking in. Um, just make sure we get on all this, we know where everything is, what are your upcoming assignments, those kinds of things, how are we doing, that kind of stuff.
0: And that's where those skills, hopefully the skills that we've talked about will make it where you don't have to stay on top of them for every little thing, mm-hmm. but they will take control of that. And then I just wanted to point out, if you think that your teenager is struggling more than is normal, um, for example, I think there is going to be some learning curve to this, but if you think, hey, we need help, he is just not picking up on this, we can't stay organized, you can't remember things, Mm -hmm. contact their teacher, Mm -hmm. one of their teachers, if they're close to a teacher, ask like, hey, do you have any suggestions? A lot of times a teacher might see, hey, at school, I'm actually seeing this and Mm -hmm. you can work together. Or, hey, they're struggling with this, is that something you can work on or ask them about because they're not responding to Mm -hmm. me? So the teacher wants your child to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so partner up with them in any way that you can. Hey, friends, let's take a minute to just talk about three easy ways that you can support the Teen Life Podcast. So the first one is to listen and subscribe. And congrats, you've already done half of that because you're listening to me right now. So if you haven't subscribed to the Teen Life Podcast, go on your favorite app and subscribe right now so you never miss an episode. The second is to share it with friends. This is easy. If you hear a topic that you think they would love or you just know another adult who loves teenagers, send this on. Pass on the link, share it on social media. We love it when you invite your friends to be part of this with us. And then finally, review us in your favorite app. We obviously love the positive reviews, but we're here for anything. So take a minute to share, to review, and obviously subscribe so you never miss another conversation. Okay, Chris, are you ready to talk about TikTok? It keeps coming up. It's your favorite, I yes,
1: know. I, I was kind of back on it for a while.
0: Here's the deal. It's not going anywhere. It's still so popular. And mm-hmm. so I don't want to like beat people over the head with TikTok. And the reason that we're here is so that adults don't have to be on TikTok if they don't want to be.
1: <laughs> we do the work for you. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm <laughs> Free service for. from
1: teen life. Yes.
0: Because, and if we're being honest, a parent's TikTok is probably going to look very different yes. from what their teenager is seeing, because mm-hmm. they're not going to like or watch or interact with the same video. So today I wanted to talk about TikTok influencers. And at some point we'll probably also talk about Other influencers. So, Instagram, YouTube, they're all on different platforms. But TikTok is fascinating because you have this group of influencers who have just millions of followers. Mm -hmm. Millions.
1: Yeah. And this kind of was an Instagram thing for a while. I guess I'm sure it still is. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's bled over. It's just a different, different medium of TikTok. Um, You want to kind of read off some of these, these influencers so I can, I can learn Carly.
0: Yeah, So Charlie D'Amelio is the top influencer. It has been for a very long time. So she's 17 years old. She's a dancer and a social influencer. Her sister, Dixie, um, you might have heard of her as well. And she's number nine. We're not really going to talk about her a ton today, but she's a TikToker and a singer. She has 123.6 million followers. Wow just think about that. That's a lot. Yeah. And then on all of her videos, she has 9.8 billion likes across her videos.
1: 17 years old.
0: She's 17. Exactly. And when she really took, I mean, she's been at the top for a couple years now. Uh So she was really young. And what's crazy is I started pulling these numbers a few weeks ago. And I checked again this week, she had gone up 2 million followers since the last time I checked. So this is changing quickly. Uh Um, Number two, is Kabe Lame. I believe is how you say his name. I'm so sorry. He's Italian. So I'm trying my best here. He has 108.7 million followers. He, he is so interesting. And when I was telling Chris about him, Chris was like, Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah, his I've videos. Yeah, I've seen him. He's
1: hilarious. Yeah. He is
0: hilarious. His big thing is that in a lot of his videos, he doesn't even talk. He will like put up a video of someone showing a really complicated way to do something like peeling a banana, for example. That's when mm-hmm. I saw and the way that they peel this banana takes forever and is super complicated. And then he just sits there and he peels a banana the normal way, like a normal human being would. And then he points at it. And yeah. that's kind of his deal of like, hello, uh-huh. this is how you do it. You're making it too complicated. So he's an Italian social media influencer. His hashtag is learn from Copy. but he went up in a few weeks, 10 million followers. Wow. So he is rapidly gaining popularity A couple of months ago, he wouldn't even have been in this top list, but now he's number two and- That's
1: incredible.
0: Perhaps could be number one. We'll Mm -hmm. see. Addison Ray is one you might've been hearing a lot about recently. She has 83.6 million followers and she recently starred in a Netflix film. So that's where you might've heard from her. Bella Porch, Zach King, Will Smith is on here, like the Fresh Prince. The Will Smith. The Will Smith. He has 61.3 million followers, and he's the only one on this list. Now, I guess I don't know how old Kabi is, but most of these are teenagers mm-hmm. or young adults. Mm-hmm. And so that's something really interesting, too, that you can tell who's on TikTok by who's popular because mm-hmm. teenagers are watching other teenagers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy that Will Smith is up there. And Zach King, if you are not seen Zach King, that's a, he's got quite an interesting um, bit that he does on Instagram and and uh and TikTok as well with illusions and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, so we'll post these links if you want to go look at these influencers. But I just kind of wanted to briefly, what's hard about TikTok is stuff changes so quickly that if I talked about something they recently posted, it's probably gone by the time you look at this Mm -hmm. five days later because Mm -hmm. they post so often. But they influence everything. And so like what that means is they will push stuff on their feed that then teenagers will go by, they'll go listen to because someone who's popular said that it was cool. Uh And so, for example, music. Uh That's a big one. I said, Charlie's sister is a singer, Dixie D'Amelio, and she had a song come out and Charlie featured her in several videos and used that as a TikTok sound to make her popular. And it worked. Hmm. Because, I mean, think about 123.6 million followers, they're now listening to her sister's song. Wow. And so even like subtle ways like that that they're influencing TikTok challenges, a lot of times come from these people. Mm. Dancing challenges. So if you see challenges, a lot of times they've either done it or maybe even they started it, which is interesting.
1: I thought this whole podcast is going to be about the milk crate challenge.
0: Well, that is a whole, oh dear. That is a whole <laughs> other issue. If you have not heard of the Milk Crate Challenge, please make sure your teenager is not doing it.
1: Yes. It's just a horrible thing. <laughs>
0: Look it up if you don't know what that is. I don't even know like how to do it. If you can have a stomach
1: for people seriously injuring themselves.
0: I'm pretty sure someone in Dallas died.
1: Ah, uh, that was a river. Uh, I think I think she she oh. made it. But yeah. Oh
0: well, But still, still, I mean still
1: sad. <laughs> a challenge and you ending up on the news to potentially have died is not a great challenge to participate in.
0: Exactly. Not great. But that's one that you'll see a lot of fashion especially from the girls, but maybe the guys too, they will push clothing brands, they will push makeup and hair, like they do ads all Uh the time. Uh And so, and I know even people who aren't in this top list, like I follow a girl that just does, here's different hairstyles. And people follow her and they want what the hair products that she has Uh and they influence that. Um, Other products such as Amazon purchases, skincare, different websites. I saw Kami at one point pushing Netflix. So he did a partnership with Netflix. And so you see these people push different things. Food is obviously also big, different Mm -hmm. places to eat or different things to make. And so TikTok is a place to, basically what I'm trying to get at is it's a place to watch fun videos, but your teenager is probably either buying stuff or looking at other things outside of TikTok because mm-hmm. of the people that they're watching.
1: You yeah, we've been doing this podcast a really long time. And I feel like we've, uh, we've, I remember one of our very first ones was Snapchat, right? We talked about that and just how these digital trends change so rapidly. Mm-hmm. And even the trend, the, the, the platform itself within it changes so rapidly. Um, but so much of it around it is advertising, you know, that's, that's, that's where it all kind of comes back to at the end of the day is what are people selling and how are they selling it. Mm-hmm. And TikTok right now tends to be that place where it, it can be uh, really covert and subversive how they actually do this. And you know, we're used to logos being popped up and you know really snazzy advertising. These are just people talking mm-hmm. and doing these short clips that play over and over and over again is a very easy way to get a brand out there. And so it's good as adults to know, how, you know, how are my kids being advertised to? I would also say um, this would be a good time to plug that Teen Life does have a TikTok. And if you want to see we do. either Carly or I, we are now on that TikTok.
0: Tick just tick. Chris just did a great TikTok.
1: I'm pretty proud of it. Um actually it was kind of silly. My my <laughs> tell you how great it was my uh, seven-year-old son thought it was the funniest thing he ever seen. So <laughs> kind of tells you the quality <laughs> of said that. TikTok. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but no, go follow, we'll post that link too. Go follow Teen Life on TikTok if you wanted to get into TikTok and don't know who to follow. And I would say you might, this, these people might not be on your top list to follow, mm-hmm. but be aware of them because maybe ask your teenager, Hey, who are you following? Do you follow any of these people who, because they do probably follow people and they're people that they look at regularly. And mm-hmm. so ask those questions. Be aware of some of these names because they are influencing what other people do on TikTok as well. If you're still a little baffled by TikTok, you need to download Teen Life's Ultimate Adult Guide to TikTok. It's a free PDF and it has stats, tips, even some terms to help you master this app. So go to teenlife.ngo TikTok to download your free guide today. For our tip this week, I want to talk about CyberWise, which is a website that comes from one of our good friends, Diana Graber. And if you were part of the Teen Life Summit this spring, she was one of our incredible speakers and just did a great job. And she has a lot to say on using technology safely and wisely, especially for our kids. And so cyberwise.org is the website. And I just want to talk about some of the resources that are on there because they're really cool.
1: Yeah, and if you feel like uh, kind of our TikTok segment like, I can't keep up with all this. Mm-hmm. There's sites like this that really help you do it and do so in a way that's not alarmist. I don't feel like where it's like, you no, know, the sky's called falling. You got to delete all your apps. Right. She's very much about let's learn about how these things work. And so we can better engage in them. And there, there's some that she reviews like, this is bad news. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a few she talked to us about back at summit, but yeah, this is a great, great um, resource.
0: Right. So she has on there free digital a free digital citizenship course for parents or educators. So they're a little different. So if you're a parent or if you're a school staff, you can find things on this website. And so that's one to check out. They also have learning hubs and these are really cool. So I've actually pulled some info from here um, for some of our podcast episodes, but they're just pages full of info, like videos, um, stats, and more on different topics. So I'm pretty sure there's a TikTok one for our next episode, we're going to talk about some messaging apps. I know that those are covered as mm-hmm. well on there. Probably Yik Yak is on there if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. So they do a really good job of just pulling all that information in one place where you can see it all. So learning hubs are something cool to look at. And then they also have cyber chats. That sounds very, uh, I don't know, future It
1: really does. Cyber chat.
0: <laughs> cyber chat. T-
1: talking with a robot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So cyber chats are at noon Pacific time for the first Tuesday of every month, they hit on a different topic. And so that is actually where you can watch those videos. They put them up live, but you can also go back and watch their old videos Uh if you want to check those out. And those are really cool. And they'll kind of go more in depth into different topics. So if you're wondering what's out there for teenagers, what's safe, what do I need to be aware of? This is a great resource.
1: Alright, right, that's a wrap on this one. Thank you so much for listening. A special thanks to Carly Duke and to Kelly Fan for producing this podcast. Also to Luke Cabrera for our awesome podcast music. If you wanna know more about Luke and his music, check out his contact info in the description. Well, this podcast is for the helpers and we really hope you feel helped. If there's something we haven't talked about or a topic that you're really interested in, Email us at podcast at teenlife.ngo, and we will do our best to get to that topic. We will see you next week.